In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The St. Joseph Public Schools Board of Education is placing a $98.5 million bond proposal on the May 7 ballot. School board officials say the bond will provide funds for multiple years and allow the district to address aged facilities and infrastructure, security and safety, capacity issues and programming needs all in the name of improving the student experience. The district plans to allocate the funds across all levels of schools from early childhood all the way through high school. Officials say key bond improvements would improve the safety and security, including student drop-off and parking, add classrooms for elementary art, music, and physical education, upgrade existing classrooms, replace and upgrade playgrounds, update mechanical and electrical systems, replace roofs, upgrade athletic facilities, and establish an early childhood center. The school board statement notes that if approved by voters, the bond will increase the debt tax rate by 1.95 mills in the first year. That's approximately $97.50 annually for every $50,000 in taxable value of a home. The district has set a community forum on March 18th at 6 p.m. at Upton Middle School to provide further details. You can see more information on their website. We have a link at WSJM.com. St. Joseph City Commissioners have approved a 50-year lease of the Dickinson Park baseball and softball fields with St. Joseph Public Schools so the school district can continue using facilities for its athletic programs while making improvements. At their Monday meeting, commissioners heard from St. Joseph Public Schools Board of Education President Barry Conybear that because the park is not owned by the district, it can't use its own funds to make improvements. However, if the district had a long-term lease on the park, the situation would change. St. Joe City Manager John Hodgson told us upgrades envisioned in the 2018 Parks Master Plan will be more feasible if the school district can use taxpayer dollars to help with the ball fields. So we've got a six-year-old plan at this point as to what the fields should look like. And in addition to the baseball and softball uh, playing areas themselves, you'll recall there's also an area that the city has preliminary word that will receive a grant to install uh, restrooms and a parking area over off of Lakeview on the southeast corner. The future plan also calls for putting a playground in there. Commissioner Michael Fernandez told us this will be a good partnership between the city and the school district. It's going to help attract you know, students to the school district and more students in the school district. And living in our city is going to be good for our future, so I'm very excited about it. There was some concern about the length of the lease, but the 50-year term would satisfy the legal requirements for the district to use more than booster or foundation funds to pay for improvements at the park. City Attorney Lori Schmidt noted under the lease terms, if the park is not used by the district for its intended purpose for three years, then the deal ends. It also keeps the park open for public use under current rules. Commissioners approved the lease, which was also approved Monday by the Board of Education. 2024 will be a major election year featuring federal contests and state races. Dr. Tiffany Bohm is the lead faculty for political science at Lake Michigan College and tells us state house races in the region that stand out include State Representative Brad Pockett's 37th District and the 38th District, held by State Representative Joey Andrews. She says Pockett may have struck a chord with voters for his work on tax legislation. While Andrews is in a seat the Michigan Democrats will work hard to keep. One indication, Governor Gretchen Whitmer is expected to attend his re-election announcement this Thursday. It is a big 
deal. And Whitmer's also championing right now Biden's reproductive rights tour. She's going out and championing that as well. And so any publicity is good publicity for any candidate. When you connect that to a well-known individual and a very salient issue like reproductive rights. Bohm says the Democrats will make reproductive rights a top issue while state Republicans need to overcome intra-party division and develop a clear platform. Given the focus on the 38th district by Democrats, Bohm says it's too soon to tell if they can hang on to that seat. We need more than one or two elections to accurately track registered or likely voter behavior. So I probably wouldn't say it's it's strong Democrat or strong Republican either way until we get through this election and likely the next election. Bohm does not expect a tight race in the 39th district. That's held by Representative Pauline Wenzel. What she's watching is the Detroit area, where the political balance in Michigan could be shifted to Republicans, depending on how redistricting goes over the next few weeks. The next St. Joseph Heritage Museum and Cultural Center lecture will be February 19th. It will feature an expert on Abraham Lincoln. The museum's lecture chair, Dennis Zemanski, tells us Dr. Tom George will discuss Lincoln's only visit to Michigan, which was on August 27, 1856, in Kalamazoo. Zemanski says not many people know that Lincoln ever came to Michigan. It's not a known fact, but it surfaced because of a letter that Lincoln wrote back in 1856, and they found it in a Detroit news publication about the letter that Lincoln authored. Lincoln was a senator when he visited Kalamazoo. What was he doing? Campaigning for Republicans. He was stumping for the Republican candidate for the presidency, the very first one that was elected by the Republican committee in Philadelphia of that year. Zemanski says Dr. George will speak about that address, which Lincoln gave in support of John C. Fremont, the governor of California. Lincoln also spoke in opposition to slavery. The engagement at the Heritage Museum will be free to attend, as are all the museum's lectures. It will start at 7 p.m. at the museum and also be live-streamed over Zoom. When the Krasil Art Fair returns to Lake Bluff Park in downtown St. Joseph this summer, attendees will be asked to make a donation for admission, but it will not be required. At their Monday meeting of the St. Joe City Commission, the body was asked by the Krasil leadership for guidance on how the museum could generate revenue for fair attendance this summer. Discussions last year concluded with commissioners asking Krasil to come up with a better model than charging $5 admission while granting free admission to those who declined to pay. At issue is whether a private entity can charge admission to an event that's held on public property. At Monday's meeting, Krasil Director Tammy Favers told commissioners one option this year is to ask people to name their own donation price for admission. It could be anywhere from nothing to however much they wish to contribute. St. Joe Mayor Brooke Thomas told us that sounds reasonable. I think it's important that we are following both the legal aspects and our city policies and procedures. I think that we are going to come to an agreement that meets both parties' needs and still have a fabulous art fair and look forward to it this summer. The Krasil is preparing its event application to be considered by the commission next month and wants to have the admission fee question answered by then. Commissioners urge the Krasil to proceed with the Name Your Price model for patrons. Attendees will receive wristbands so the Krasil can keep track of attendance. The Krasil Art Fair on the Bluff is scheduled for July 12th through the 14th. The city of Buchanan is a new member of the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Cities Initiative. 
The initiative is an international coalition of more than 240 municipal and regional U.S. and Canadian mayors and local officials working to advance the protection and restoration of the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence River Basin. The city's community development team has been working for several months with a grant from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to create an ecological restoration plan for public access areas at Riverfront Park in Buchanan. It says the grant will study best practices for the river to ensure that it thrives. Buchanan Mayor Sean Dennison says the city is thrilled to join the initiative and looks forward to implementing many of their best practices that will result in cleaner water for all. Work on the Buchanan and St. Joseph Ecological Restoration Plan will continue for the next several months with opportunities for the public to comment and provide feedback. Michigan lawmakers will be debating Tuesday whether or not to try to bring the film industry back to the state using tax credits and other incentives. State Representative Jason Hoskins from Southfield is one of the proponents of the legislation. I hear from filmmakers who are born and raised here in Michigan, content creators who want to stay here in the state, but they say it costs too much and it's actually easier to go to either Ohio or Illinois or one of the other states uh, that can do this. And so that unfortunately keeps Michigan out of the game. Hoskins says Michigan is behind other nearby states when it comes to attracting the film industry. They hope to change that. Tomorrow, Governor Gretchen Whitmer will go before lawmakers and everyone else in the state to deliver her State of the State address. However, don't expect to hear about tax cuts. The governor says the state is saving people money in other ways. I can tell you this. We have put a billion dollars back in the pockets of Michiganders. I'm really proud of the agenda that we got done in 2023. As we get closer to tax season, people are going to see the benefit of that from our retirees to people that are working full-time and struggle to get ahead um, through the Working Families Tax Credit. All the way to free breakfast and lunch for students. That's $850 that parents save for students. The governor's office says she's expected to talk about education, seniors, and boosting the state's economy. You can hear Governor Whitmer's State of the State address on Wednesday, 7 o'clock in the evening. We will air it right here, live on WSJM, along with the Republican response. In the WSJM newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.